This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have the founder and chief creative of Design Positive, Taylor Martin. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Taylor, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. It's a good Friday. I networked yesterday for the first time in, in Portland. And today, great mm-hmm. calls taking a lot of action. So yeah, I'm excited to to have this conversation with you and uh, to add value to the audience. Sounds great, man. Perfect. So let's just kick it off with a quick intro. Sure. So, you know, for your audience to uh, know who I am, I'm a branding expert and a web accessibility specialist. And branding people get, they don't get it to the degree that I understand it, but they don't understand web accessibility. So I'm going to get to that one really quickly. Web accessibility is designing the web and coding the web as well as, you know, you could do PDFs and applications and things of that nature, but you design it and code it for people with disabilities so that any person, regardless of their ability, can interact with your content. Um, The reason why we specialize in that is because uh, businesses can get sued. Uh, Your website, if it is not accessible, you you can get sued for that. We have attorneys uh, that reach out to us when they are in litigation to fix or remediate websites. Um, so that's something that I always like to tell my business um, clients that, you know, your website is not accessible and we need to make it accessible as soon as possible. And so we start there, even sometimes before we even design a new website, sometimes we'll just update the current website to be accessible. And then we get into the redesign of the new site, the new branding and the new marketing campaign, maybe an updated mission or vision statements, stuff like that. So that that's where I spend uh, the world of my business time, as well as I, I do a podcast called The Triple Bottom Line. And that's about you know building businesses for people, planet and profit, also known as ESG. ESG. Um, that I heard that term before and, and I'm all, you know, for it because I'm, I'm, I'm the main purpose that I have and with PR is to amplify the positive impact of, of business leaders that are doing good things. And oh, th- that part is very important. So that's why I resonate a lot with that. And, uh, I mean, branding is the foundation of a business and, and it's something that I am focusing a lot on trying to make it, uh, make it better for myself and my clients. And, and have that that cohesiveness that even goes down into the culture, the messaging, the marketing, everything, and just everything is anchored uh, on that on that branding. So, and in the team, it, it, so if you don't have your branding, and then your team it doesn't even know, you know, what what's happening, what they're what they're holding on, what's the anchor. So it's uh, super important. And the accessibility part is something that I've seen. Uh, my my biggest client, Strategic Advisor Board, that they have it, and they I, I've used it before. Like I've seen it. And uh, I didn't know that I, I could get sued by, by that until until yeah. I heard it from you. So thanks. Thanks for that. Like right off the bat, uh, valuable uh, stuff, because I'm pretty sure if I didn't know about it and I'm talking to a lot of people all the time, there's probably, you know, millions of people that don't know about it, if not billions, because that is not something that I hear people talking about. There's certain right. 
there's some buzz of uh, accessibility here and there, uh, but that's really not uh, like about website. It's more about the concerts and stuff. I guess that's what people really kind of get triggered more, I guess. So that's yeah. And if, if you're in um, California, that's where half of the lawsuits come from in the whole United States is California because they have a certain law, the URA law, and that law allows for uh, easier ability to um, uh, sue someone. So the attorneys in California, there's certain ones, they, they are going after a lot of businesses and they do half of all lawsuits in the United States come from a California. Wow. Um, that's one of those stats that doesn't feel too good to hear, but it's like, no. well, <laughs> it just, uh, uh, California, man. <laughs> the, the good thing, the good news is that uh, web accessibility is becoming more and more of a mainstay. So uh, it's becoming more of a focus for businesses to, um, to make their website and their PDFs and their online applications or their uh, mobile app to be accessible. And it's a growing, growing trend. Thank goodness. It's been a while. I've been at this for 10 years and barely moving the needle. It's only like about 10% of the internet is actually accessible. So that's, you know, pretty bad. But when you look at the, st the status of the web, only 10% of it is accessible to people with disabilities. So, there and, you have it. And, you know, I'm curious. So what's, what's the percentage of the population? Uh, I mean, that's the United States or the world. I don't know if you know, have any stats or, or estimates that are, that are that needed. Yeah, so that's a good question. And I've seen so many stats thrown around, but you have to listen to the exact wording of those stats, because they'll say, you know, 120 million people have disabilities, yet only, you know, 100 million websites are accessible. Now, there are people that might have a disability that doesn't affect their ability to access your website. Just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't access a website. So you see what I'm saying? You might be in a wheelchair, but you can still operate a mouse and you still have good vision. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So it's it's the it's the disabilities like low vision, cognitive disabilities, hearing or vision, um, those types of disabilities or mobile disabilities. Those are the ones that we really focus on because there's a set standard for designing and coding for um, uh, web accessibility compliance, and it's called WCAG. 2.1 now, double A is the, is the kind of gold standard. And WCAG is what I mentioned. And it's 2.1 double A. That's where it is right now currently. It's going to change in about a year or two and go to you know 3.0. But it's usually an A, double A, or triple A. Double A has kind of been a consistent golden standard. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get into details. I don't, I don't want to bore your audience too much, but um, there, there's a lot more... Um, branding specialists, website designers that are understanding web accessibility. So you just have to ask. Um, I got a little, like, if my eyes were losing, it's because there's a fly around. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> that's why, like, uh, I was like, please don't get on my face, you know. Uh, but, you know, uh, just uh, making a little fun uh, for the audience while I'm, like, looking at my face like that is because there's a fly around. So I'm going to try ignore it as much as I can. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, you can see it. It's like bothering me a little bit, but hopefully uh, this just kind of keep no it interesting, right? It's going to just keep me moving. <laughs> so uh, let's just uh, go to uh, my next question, which is, uh, do you have any 
advice. I guess you already gave uh, some some things that are like, hey, pay attention to accessibility. Uh, mm-hmm. But do you have any other advice, maybe more centered on like the the branding of, of like actionable steps that people should could take if they're either starting or looking to rebrand? Yeah, I've got tons of them. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just pick out a few because of the time. Um, one of the things that I think is uh, highly overlooked when it comes to branding is um, updating your branding guidelines or updating your brand. Um, your brand should be uh, something that is fluid, something that changes as the markets change, as your business changes. To try to keep it static, it creates it stagnant. It needs to change. It needs to be revisited. What I recommend our clients do is at the beginning of the year, you know, January 1st or 3rd or 2nd, whenever you get out of the holiday break and you come back to work, that is the best time because you've had time to decompress. You've been with family, you've been eating well, and you're happy and jovial. And you kind of come back to a new world. You know, it's, it's, it's January, whatever. And so you have a new year in front of you and it allows you to disconnect from your brand a little bit more and take a closer look at it. Um, that is one thing I would highly recommend people do. And when you do do that, if you look at your brand and your brand doesn't resonate with you as, as as you like it to be, some things that I recommend you could do is um, do a questionnaire. And it could be an internal questionnaire, meaning that you send out and questionnaires can be a little tricky. So you got to watch how you use your words, make sure there's multiple people working on it so that everybody's cross-pollinating, you know, to make sure there's no, you know, directed questions, you know, towards a certain answer. You, your, your questions need to be very benign and straightforward. Um, but you can always do something like that to get feedback from your employees and your staff, your management, your directors, uh, your marketing team, because that way you can get honest feedback from the people that know your brand and know what it should stand for and what it is standing for maybe, right? Or you can go outside your business. You can, you can go beyond that and you can go online to different um online providers that will provide you feedback from people in your demographics. You just circle up your demographics, you know, this age, you know, this many men, this, this percentage of women. Um, and then you, you have your questionnaire that's sculpted for them filled out and you can provide more feedback. So those are things that I think are overlooked in terms of brand management. I mean, I could talk about the typical things of colors and contrast ratios and things like that, but that right there, that that one thing, always kind of revisiting your brand with open eyes at the beginning of every year. I think that that's a big one. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, never thought about that and completely makes sense because, you know, you're you've spent time uh, with family, spend time, whatever you do, and mm-hmm. you disconnect and the, the disconnect part is, is very important uh, yeah. it, because you come like, with the fresh, fresh set of eyes almost, right? Like you come in and, and you can like almost see it as an outsider in a way, right? Like you're exactly. still inside, but you you have that, you can be more objective than subjective, right? Because you, yep. you're you not in it trying to like, oh my God, I need to solve this. Like, and, like I'm in it like, trying to solve it. You're like relaxed and happy. So yeah, yep. I completely agree. It's, it's the same thing as, as the reason why is meditating and like the reason that we get, shower thoughts and it's like the disconnecting and now like oh i can think more clearly and that's a very important thing when it comes to branding because it's definitely not not easy or simple as like oh yeah i just gonna say that i do ads no like what's the feeling what's the what's the customer experience what's uh what's uh, what makes it different all, all those different things and uh what's gonna make it memorable too so 
yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was very a lot of information, very articulated and 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 fast and perfect. Like it was it was <laughs> great. It was it was great. So props to you. You clearly know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So. And you know, just just to add to what you just said is um, you know, when you look back over the year that, that you just finished, you can also look at your your highlights and your lows, you know, what were your successes and what were your failures? And you can weave that into your your questionnaire um, and your outlook on how you may want to change a brand or, or, and, or I should say, you can look forward thinking and say, you know, we know that this year we're going to create a new product. Does our brand also support that product? Do we need to um, augment our brand somehow to incorporate a new product or a new service or a new facility or a new whatever. So those are all the type of things. I mean, there's just so many things you can be thinking about, but the main thing is to make sure your brand resonates every year. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And uh, I love how you you say like the fluid being fluid about about your branding because I've been I've been fluid with it, and it's not like I'm obsessed with changing the stuff. Like I kept the mm-hmm. same logo. I'm I, I from the initial logo I, I did tweak in the beginning, but then I was like, okay, this is good, it's resonating. But yep. then it's like, okay, what about colors like the shades or like uh, uh, like the messaging uh, from for what I see in the market going so heavy on content. So it's like it's not just about the publicity. It's also about the content strategies to get the most out of that publicity. And I see the gold standard in, in agencies basically right now is Alex Hormosi. So like, and Gary Vee and uh, all like uh, now Bradley following the advice of them is growing now super exponentially because of that. So all you see those things and what are they doing? They, they're they doing things like podcasts, talking on stages, start all these different PR things, they're in articles, they're in different things. And then they use that and leverage it uh, into uh, in, in through the content so that way they can maximize the the eyes that get on it and, and the the effects and the impact of of you know what they're putting out there so yeah. uh, i completely completely resonate with that fluidity of of the branding how important it is to adjust to the market and what's happening and what your business is doing at the moment so thank you for that yeah. uh, got me they're, they're built they're building relationships you know by having these podcasts these talks they are building relationships with people every point of contact with a brand is one step closer down the sales funnel or whatever funnel you have and having moments like that. And you're authentic, you know, that's very important and transparent depending on what your type of business is authentic transparency and connecting and resonating with your audiences. Crucial. If I couldn't agree more. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that input. So uh, my next question is uh, what has been a challenge that you have experienced could be, uh, you know, in any in any of the areas that you discuss, like the branding or um, maybe the accessibility part or other parts, that was a challenge that you feel you taught you a lot of things or taught you something big that you would like to share with the audience. Oh my God, what a loaded question! Because um, you know, the challenge there's so many different challenges. I mean, I think when I think challenge, I, I'm more you know more self focused on how I challenge myself as a business person. Um, you know, how do I become a better business leader? Um, I think that is my challenge. And I read voraciously. I I listen to books on tape or audio, whatever you want to say. And I listen to them at twice the speed so that the it's so fast that I have to focus. I can't, I can't drift off into a thought or something. I am so focused on what I'm hearing. It drives my wife crazy. That's why I use the headphones a lot of time. Um, but in terms of like, 
a challenge to share. I think the best challenge is how do you improve yourself? You know, I mean, in terms of branding challenges, they're, they're all across the board. Um, I mean, I could tell you so many different stories, but they wouldn't resonate with everybody because they're just different types of market segments. But in terms of challenge, I think the best thing to do is to find your weakness and get comfortable with it and try to find a way to not be uncomfortable with it. You know, I think, you know, reading books, um, trying something different, like, uh, you know, I, I can't remember the, the saying, how the saying goes, but it's something like, um, always do what makes you feel uncomfortable. And sooner or later, you're going to be able to have, you know, power over everything. Um, things like that. I think um, things that you can do to help improve yourself for business or personal or for a family. I, I think those are the challenges that I focus on. And right now I'm, I'm focusing on routines, you know, when you build up a certain routine structure and you stay, stay to it. Yeah. And if it's, if it's properly um, curated, you know, in terms of what you're going to be doing and you keep it consistent, you will change. You will, you will change to the person that you want to be. Yeah. It's uh, I talked to this, uh, to talk, talk about this probably almost every podcast and it's that, that dedication and consistency and discipline. Those are very key words to, to, and that's what a routine, that's what it takes, right? It's something that you do every day. It doesn't matter the motivation levels that you have. It doesn't matter how you're feeling really, unless you're, you know, very sick or something, but it, yeah. it's something that you do every day. That's something that, or, or if it's your Monday to Friday routine, whatever it is, but it's something that just takes discipline. And when you do something for, for just long enough and you have that discipline, you are just destined to succeed because just creating a discipline in something it's it allows you to then be more disciplined on other things and that's what the mm -hmm. saying of like oh like uh, making your bed i mean that's not necessarily <laughs> saying but everybody promotes that oh making your bed every every day it's not because making your bed is gonna actually make you successful is the discipline and the routine of, of committing to something and actually doing that is the the, the what actually is gonna get you successful not Some, something you completed you, you finished it you you completed a task you started a day with a win already. Like you just exactly. woke up and, and that that's that's something very powerful. So for me, for me, uh, what I've done that has allowed me to 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 succeed, let's say in general in life and in, in business, uh like my routine was uh yoga. Uh it's mm. something doing it every morning. I follow this uh about the same you. thing all the time. I have this 14-day challenge from Boho Beautiful. It's free uh in YouTube, and uh I started it. Back like 2020, that was just coming out for like my first six months. And I was like, damn, like I need, I just had like one client, maybe two, my first two clients. I was trying to, damn, like I got this. I made a little money, but I, I want to make a living out of this. I want to quit my job. And I, I started by by applying that that yoga every morning. And I was like super, like super faithful every morning. I just, every morning, like Saturday and Sunday too, like all the time, waking up early, doing it, going to work. Then while I was in the work at Intel in my breaks, I take calls because I already had that discipline that, that is, it was starting in the morning before going to work. And, and it was what, very what time? powerful. Um, I, uh, six, six, six 30. Mm, uh, that's, okay, the, yeah. that's the, that's the, that when I work out, uh, mm. that the, when I do the yoga, I wake up between five and five 30, you know, go to the bathroom, drink water, get ready, boom. And then, uh, starting between six and six 30, then seven start working. That's kind of the, 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 the plan that I had <laughs> and I still do. I mean, I did yoga this morning. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's just, 
it's like I I, I say it mm. as a, as a for gamers out there uh, like those daily rewards, those free rewards that just it's kind of collecting that in in like an like a free investment. And imagine if 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 somebody will tell you like if you log in into this app every day in the morning and you spend 15 to 25 minutes in this every morning, you're gonna get a, a return of a double the amount of time that you put in it. So it's it that's how I see it. It's like I gotta go because if I do it in the morning my rest of the day, I can become more efficient. So basically I'm just investing to then get more out of my day. That's how I see it. Have you ever heard of the book, um, the 5 a.m. club? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was that's what that's what changed me. I get up a little bit before five and I start my routine. And by the time I get to my desk, I've gotten so much stuff done that I've already won the day. You know, and the rest is just gravy. It's it's a great routine. When I first did it, I thought I was crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, uh, for me, it, it, I, I wasn't the book. I heard about the book after, and it was mm-hmm. because of me being in Pacific time and mm-hmm. having to prospect to people a lot of times yeah. from the from Eastern time. I need to become like I w- I'm always like like the mornings, but I started just going to bed early. I don't, I don't have an alarm and I wake up around five or a little bit yeah. before five, like every day. I don't have an alarm. I just wake up at that time because I make sure that I go to bed early. That's what I make sure. And, and sometimes even if I go a little late, like yesterday I was networking and stuff, but obviously got later to my house. I still woke up like 5.30 or something. Like it, I just slept in like a little bit more. So that's, mm-hmm. that's how it's worked for me. Just go to bed early. You don't have to set an alarm. Oh, I got to wake up at five. Just make mm-hmm. sure that you just go to bed early. And that's it. You're going to wake up. That's all. And I think it's also, it's, I think it's more natural just to wake up when your body wakes up. You know, if you go to bed early, you're going to wake up. If you wake up at 4.45 or 5.15, you're waking up on your own time and your own cicadian rhythm. So I think it's more gentle and more appropriate to wake up that way than have an alarm clock buzzing in your head something like that next to you. Yeah, I I hated it. Um, I was in the military, so obvious oh. was, alarms were, mm. you know, part yeah. of the life. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, as soon as I stepped out and I started living this life, uh, it, I do work a lot more. I do a lot more things. I, I have more stress. I have more responsibilities, everything. Uh, but my life is so much fulfilling. And, and I waking up without an alarm, that's that's just like a beautiful thing. It, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful peaceful. thing. Yeah. Oh, this this has been very very good. I I I really really like the flow. Uh, how we've been flowing the conversation. There's a lot of value in here. Wow, I'm I'm glad that the uh, Friday, you know, get uh, closing closing the week with a nice uh, valuable podcast and conversation. Even though there was a fly bothering us, the internet has been good. So it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> Thanks for 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 taking the time and being here, and uh, I appreciate it. So. Let's um kind of like wrap this up uh by like just two last things. Um is uh, there any takeaways that you maybe have not said or you want to emphasize before uh wrapping up this podcast? Well, I think I covered the web accessibility part pretty well. Um <laughs> very, very in terms of in terms of branding, um you know the, the thing I want to leave you with is, you know, because I also do this podcast that I mentioned, the Triple Bottom Line is now more than ever, we need to be more 
understanding, sensitive, and uh, attention towards how uh, companies treat the planet, our resources, our finite resources, recycling, reusing, sustainability, all those things. Regenerative design is now kind of spawned out of that because we're now in a deficit. We're creating a deeper hole. We have to regenerate, you know, designs to give back to mother nature what we've taken. I would, I would say that's a takeaway that I would like to leave with people is think about what your company does to give back to our environment, as well as the people that work for your company and the people that work in your manufacturing or your sales um, team, marketing team, all the people that are involved in your company, as well as the, the community that revolves around your company, you know, take all those things into consideration when operating your business in a way that is more holistic and um, is open-minded to them. You know, like on my podcast, we did this one episode on sociocracy, which is a, a management style that I've never even heard of. And I can't, I can't help but think about all the benefits of this management style that I've even heard of. And it's, it's things like that. Always keep your mind open. Think about how your brand plays in that because you can either be, your brand can either be a leader in that space and everybody's going to love you for it. Or you're going to be late to the game and everybody's going to be pointing at you, why aren't you doing that? Or your competitors are doing that. So just think about people, planet, and profit, and think about how you can improve your business in those three regards. That's what I'd like to leave people with. Very strong. Very strong. I like it. Uh, Man, so much value here. So I know that's going to be some people that are going to be like, I learned, I learned, I learned much. I, I, I like this dude. I think he's cool. I want to contact him. So how can people find you? So our website is designpositive.co. It's just one word, designpositive.co. You can also look me up on LinkedIn. Just search for Taylor Martin, Design Positive, and you'll find me. Or you can just look for Design Positive and find the employees that work there, and you'll find me that way as well. Um, and you can also search for Triple Bottom Line on LinkedIn as well. And all three of those, you can connect to us through those means. And uh, if you're listening to this and anything I said is resonating with you, then please um, reach out and let's connect on LinkedIn. I love expanding my, um, my uh, connections, my followers, my connections on uh, LinkedIn, because uh, I think the more people that we can you know, get our tribe together, uh, the better for all of us. I completely agree. And that's what I like the most about uh, entrepreneurship and building communities and tribes and 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 helping each other out and for me my mission is well my my thing is pr so with that is my mm-hmm. value that i go into these communities into into tribes into into what i attract people into mine and then from there it's like i look for people that are branding experts or accessibility experts or marketing mm-hmm. experts, right and then they combine the things in in a way that we're as long as you surround yourself with the right people and you're amplifying that that reach and the impact of other good people too then we can all collectively make the world a better place. And, you know, that's what we're here for. So Agreed, 100%. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I think this was this was great. And um, this is a great way to, this is my last call, great way to close, uh, to <laughs> go to the weekend. Uh, so to thank you for this, this pleasure, this uh, valuable conversation. Uh, it was uh, very pleasant for me. Yeah, great, James. I'm glad to be on. So this is Taylor and Fu signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. 
Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.